Hi, I'm Jelly, aka Daniel Firelly. I'm Alice Zhao. And I'm Curtis Herbert. And this is Independence, a show where the three of us battle the odds in an effort to achieve our dreams of eating any food, really, other than prepackaged noodles 24 7. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, I have good packaged noodles. <laughs> it's different. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Given that Curtis has recently released a new major version of uh, of Slopes, I, I'd been thinking, and I've been thinking about this for a while anyway, about the stuff that you do for like press around around a major release. But I guess the question is, um, do you have any aspirational media coverage that you'd like to have someday? If there was an article written about your uh, about your particular product who would have it and what would it kind of look like i don't know as somebody who follows the mac tech press i feel like it would be awesome to one day have the privilege of you know a flexibits release or an underscore release or a marco release or someone who just seems to get press coverage from everyone all at once and, mm. and that would certainly be nice but I don't think that would necessarily be super effective for my market. So as much as like that's my aspirational nerd dream of press, <laughs> like, oh, I've made it. The, the, the Mac people like me. That's not, I think, practical in my case. So it's, that is definitely more of a, I think, a dream than an aspiration, maybe. But could it be like that your aspirational one would be like being featured in some sort of snowboarding magazine or something? Yeah, that could be cool. Yeah, yeah I, I'm skeptical that'll happen anytime soon. You know, yeah. snowboarding apps are kind of old hat at this point. What's, what's new hat then? <laughs> what do they talk about? Uh, probably something with AR or drones or something like that. Mm. Or the new gear, honestly. But, you know, apps are kind of 2013, 2012 in that field. Uh, kind of when Slopes launched. So it, it's not something that's big news, usually. What about you, Alice? If I'm just looking at target market, it would probably be as large as like Huffington Post kids or something like that. Or Huffington Post parents. I can't even remember which market it is. Yeah. But yeah, we've been in a few roundups, but never, I don't think we've ever had anything that was isolated to just our app. I mean, the roundup is pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm happy to just get a mention it's, it's sometimes, <laughs> you know, just on the occasional thing. So, like, even being in a roundup where you have, like, a, you know, a, a paragraph or whatever dedicated to you is kind of nice. Yeah. No, I, I had success with that. The, when the watch came out, I, I specifically launched early on the watch because I wanted to ride that press wave. And most of those were roundups, you know, top 20 apps for your watch or something like that. Yeah. Um, and it was pretty, it helped. Definitely with the download numbers and roundups are quite useful. I mean, that's true. I, I, we actually were over the summer, we were actually in People magazine. I mean, not exactly Ooh. the <laughs> magazine we want to be featured in, but they decided to put like 100 things to do with your kids this fall, which it wasn't is, sexiest app alive. I'm pretty sure <laughs> it was, you know, we were, we almost made that not list. age appropriate, Jelly. <laughs> not age appropriate. Oh, right. Okay. My bad. I mean, it was People magazine, so it wasn't like a parent's issue but we were officially in it so that was pretty exciting to actually see our name in print instead of just like the, a digital article so and they reached out for you for that <laughs> they did i actually didn't think anything was going to come of it they just said hey give us screenshots and suddenly we were there we saw it in, online first and i thought that's just as far as it's going to go yeah and then someone sent us a photo that they just decided to flip it wasn't even because they were expecting it to be in there they just happened to be opening up people magazine and saw gus on the go that was pretty exciting 
I sent it that's, to my mom that, and she was like, what is People Magazine? <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool, though. Yeah, yeah. That's my dream. Like, just have some, like, big snowboarder or big ski place just be like, hey, you slopes. And I'd be like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, that, that I think is everybody's dream is to have that one person that just everybody else listens to take, take on your app. That'd be super. That's also, like, the best non-advice I get all the time from people who are not in the app world. They're just like, you just need someone super famous to just talk about it. I'm yeah. like, yes, that's what everyone needs. Yeah. Anyone with a product needs yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. I, look, I, I mean, I I think GIF Wrapped has to some extent benefited from a little bit of a little bit of that sort of stuff in the in our little tech you know ios apple community because uh you know quite a quite a lot of big names you know in quotes use gift wrapped and have you know a, a friend of mine casey who has uh, casey Liss, host of atp is constantly telling people to use it not that he's like a huge big star or anything yeah, like that careful but... don't inflate his ego here he's <laughs> he doesn't need any more of that yeah look <laughs> I'm taking. I'm. I'm not listening to their podcast today because because we're recording in the middle of it. So you know that's that's my payback for him. I guess <laughs> take that, Casey. Inflate your ego and then dash it amongst the rocks. <laughs> okay, so if you if those are your aspirations for what you'd like in 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 press and uh, around your product, then what sort of things do you do to try and kind of make that? happen in real life if anything do you do anything to to try and make that happen for the launch of gus on the go on android in 2012 as well as um the the stories app in 2016 we actually did hire a pr agency so this is probably going to be our cautionary tale on using pr agencies we were in a position where we thought you know, we either make it or break it type of thing. Um, we haven't been doing too well. And we thought, look, if we don't go big, we go home, right? Yeah. And so we thought, hey, let's go big and sink a lot of money into a PR agency, specifically an app PR agency. So when uh, we launched in Android, we thought, hey, that's sort of newsworthy. <laughs> or we were hoping it was newsworthy. And the agency said, yes, we'll take your money and tell you that that's newsworthy. <laughs> <laughs> I won't tell you who it is, but anyway, I guess what I wanted to say was we didn't get a whole ton of press, but at the very end, we happened to get one person to do a roundup and that ended up getting re replicated. Right. I'm not saying that all that money, <laughs> that arm and a leg was worth it. It was probably worth a hand. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I mean, there is some value in that, but I wouldn't necessarily recommend it. But not quite what you paid for. Yeah, no, not at all. Yeah, that's why I've never, or I should say I've been very gun shy to do any paid advertising approach. Because I think you shared that horror story with me at the first release notes, and that's kind of shunned me away from some PR agencies and stuff like that. It's I think so, too. And I, the funny thing is then the year after that, we hired our second agents <laughs> so clearly we did not learn from our own cautionary tale well no now third time's a charm your third pr agency will actually get you somewhere no the third <laughs> pr agency will be me <laughs> yeah so i haven't done any like outreach type stuff with any agencies or people offering to build press lists or anything like that for me i've done the the, I guess, traditional press approach of just email all of the tech press when I have an app update coming out. And that's, I mean, that's my typical approach. I wouldn't say it's a tried and true approach. It's it's definitely not one that works very well. 
apps are pretty old hat. And unless somehow you fit into the current buzz, you're not going to get mentioned that often. You know, if you have an AR app, now would be a great time. But again, ski snowboard app, that's old hat. So it was pretty hard to fight for attention. And the two times I've gotten mentioned in the press are only because one person wanted to throw me a bone because they felt like it was really weird. I hadn't been mentioned yet. That was back in like 2014. <laughs> and then more recently, it was just a low story day. And, you know, someone I'm friends with was like, yeah, I, I could write something up. Those are the only two times I've really had any success with the tech press, which is why I've kind of started to avoid them. No, no, no thing against them. They're just, you know, thousands of apps. Apps are old news at this point, you know, unless it's something truly innovative or exactly. fits the press narrative or something. They can't cover them all. Their readers wouldn't read them anymore if they just wrote about every single app that came out. So I get it totally. But it has gotten me to kind of rethink my press and shy away a bit. Is that because it's the wrong market? If you reached out to some somebody within your apps core, you know, snowboarding stuff, like, you know, mm-hmm. snowboarding magazines or whatever. Like if you reached out to those journalists, do you feel like you would have a better time of it? Probably a better time. You know, most of the magazines, they want paid advertising. They're not going to write up a story on me. I'm not new or innovative. You know, the, again, apps were 2012, 2013. Now it's all about AR and Bluetooth accessories and stuff like that. So I have had some luck with the more winter sports press um, there was actually one that emailed me a month ago saying, hey, the season's about to start. Have anything planned for slopes? I'd love to write a review. And that's a small blog out in Colorado, but it's been helpful. Um, and so, yeah, I definitely think it's just a matter of finding your market. You know, mm-hmm. I think the traditional app developer approach of reaching out to iMore or Mac Stories or something like that, like, unless you have a productivity app, don't reach out to Mac <laughs> Stories. Like, that's their niche. Right. But if you have a productivity app reach out to Mac stories because that is the core market for you. And I think it's just getting that idea in your head of like, it's not just the blogs that reread. It's the blogs that your audience will actually read. That's important. Yeah. That's something that I've always had trouble with mostly because I find it very difficult to to, to define a market, like a specific market for gift wrapped. Because gift wrapped covers everything from people in tech to, you know, people who would never read Mac stories, you know, if it slapped them in the face I love Mac Stories. <laughs> I have a good relationship with everybody at Mac Stories, but yeah, um, same. You know, it, it's it's one of these things where if you find your market, if you find your actual market, and kind of reach out to those, like to people in that kind of community, I feel like you're going to do a lot better. Yeah, definitely, and that's something that took me a while. I think you know when I was in, starting all this stuff out. I was almost bitter sometimes of like, oh, well, I reached out to the press. I spent all the time on my, you know, the the email, gave them great screenshots, like, and they never covered me. Yeah. And originally I was feeling kind of like, what am I doing wrong? Why don't they like me? But it was a big learning experience over the past three years to really, now that I've gotten to know people in the press and talk to them and try and have relationships with them that are just friendly, not trying to use them for anything, just, yeah. hey, you're a cool person. I want to know you. I've really started to understand their mindset of why they would or would not cover stuff. And that's really helped frame it now is like, yeah, I know Renee, I could drop him an email, but he's not going to cover my app. And I'm okay with that because I know he's currently obsessing over (laughs) all the new stuff with the iPhone 10. And in no way does a snowboarding app work into that narrative. (laughs) Like it's just, they have money to make and I'm not helping them make money and I'm not entertaining their readers. So that's fine. Um, But that was definitely a hard learning experience. I think that comes back to networking and coming from a genuine place. 
Mm-hmm. I don't try to create a relationship out of thin air if by just reaching out to someone and then just building on that. Like I, if that one's like a mountain to climb and probably not worth it. But if there's some other piece that you guys have in common, like that seems easier to create a conversation around than, hey, cover my app. Check this out. Unless they are your target market. Yeah, unless you can offer them a story that they want to write for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like, again, if you have an AR app, you better have reached out to every single tech blog in the last month <laughs> um, because they were all <laughs> trying to write roundups and stories about that. And that's why I launched early on the watch because I knew they would be looking for those articles. But then after that, watch apps are kind of old hat at this point, unless it's something amazing. You're not just going to get covered because you have the app now. Yeah, that's the sort of thing with where with building a relationship with somebody, like building an actual relationship with somebody, you get to understand like who they are and what they are about. And it can be difficult to try and pitch an app if you're new to the scene. Like I remember when I first started writing apps and I had no idea what I was doing. I had huge problems trying to get people to like even notice what I was doing because you had a lot of people getting involved in like writing stuff for iOS and doing new apps and it was they were popping up everywhere and it was just kind of the sort of thing that sort of narrative of you know become a developer make millions of dollars was kind of a big <laughs> thing at that point <laughs> so everybody was like oh I'm going to try my hand at being a developer fast forward to now years later and uh, you know I haven't built a relationship with everybody, but over time I've definitely built relationships with people and I have an understanding of who they are and what they care about. And I'm able to take that into consideration when I reach out to them, have an idea of like who you're reaching out to. I don't know that I would just reach out to random people anymore because that wouldn't really help me very much, I don't think. Right. But that, that building a relationship thing can be very, very helpful with like if you... If you have a relationship with people in the press, with people who can benefit your product, then by all means, try to make use of that, I guess. You know, it's and it goes both ways. Part of the reason that I have a good relationship with with people is because I try to be reciprocative and try to try to benefit them as as much as i can and um you know it's it's not it's not a one way thing the people people that work in the press they don't exist to benefit you they exist to benefit their readers <laughs> and themselves to an extent so you know it's it's kind of a give and take thing not just a take 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 well yeah and the give thing can even be something that i've tried to consider over the past year or two is like don't make them work to figure out what the story here is Like, Mm -hmm. really sit down ahead of time. And it's not just, hey, I have this cool app and it's awesome for snowboarders. It's, hey, I now integrate with Siri and all these apps are integrating with Siri, so I'm going to ride that wave. Or, hey, the watch is coming out, so I'm going to ride that wave. And finding a way to integrate with what their readers are going to care about then and Mm -hmm. doing that work for them, as opposed to just, like, right now, you know, we're recording uh, almost Thanksgiving and there is absolutely nothing of interest to snowboarding right now in the general tech press. So I'm not going to reach out to them for this update. Their readers don't care right now. So I can't provide a story for them. So it's kind of I can respect them by saying like, hey, I I don't think I'm worth your time right now. Not that they would mind, like they just delete my email, whatever. But this way, I'm only reaching out when I genuinely think I can be of some interest or benefit to them. And at least then I feel less rejection. uh, Because usually I'm (laughs) actually reaching out with something good at that point. But don't make them do the work, you know, figure that out yourself and ask those hard questions. And it might just come down to you don't get talked about. And that can happen for a lot of releases. In regards to making it easy for people, do you make assets available? Like, 
screenshots and images and stuff, text even to you know to make their job easier to, as to how do how do they figure out what is going on at a glance? Yeah, that was something I actually experimented with. Uh, little over a year ago, I'd seen a bunch of people starting to use Medium for their press releases and mm-hmm. for, you know, press information and stuff like that. But I didn't like the idea of Medium hosting that content. So I have slash press.html on Slopes' website, and I keep up-to-the-date retina assets. I have TLDRs. I have some breakdowns on there. I have a bunch of product hero images that they can share. But I have a nice one page that I can point anyone to. I don't have to include all that information in my email. I can just be like, hey, here's why you care, and here's a great press page for you. And then they literally don't have to contact me for any assets or anything like that. Like, it's all out there for them. Um, I'll give them custom stuff, but, you know, I basically give them a golden platter of here's everything you want to make their, again, respect them, make their job as easy as possible. And that's, you know, something I've heard that they appreciate. I'm pretty sure that's the reason why Yano sent me an email said, hey, Curtis just did this. You better make sure that's on our website, too. Although mine's still (laughs) mine's still just a zip file just because I got lazy. (laughs) Sorry, Yano. Even a zip file is fine. It's just, fine. Then you're then you're punishing the iPad users, but it's yeah. it's fine. <laughs> Depends on the, if they have uh, the the you know file, file they use the files app because doesn't the files app unzip things now or do you need an? I app don't even know. I haven't that? actually. I think you need it. an app to bounce back into. You know who would know? Mac stories. <laughs> yeah, they would know. I think what I like about yours is that you make it easy for them to just say right click or or even just you know press down and save right off the website, and I think that saves them a step. Yeah. And, Yano's going to ask me to do it tomorrow after he hears this. <laughs> <laughs> Good, do it. I've been thinking about doing a press kit of my own for a while, actually, and haven't gotten to it because it's one of those things that, you know, it's it's the first thing that's tossed aside. is like, oh, oh well, well, I'll do that later. I'll do <laughs> well, that next like time. it's like eating your vegetables for indies. Like, we're supposed yeah. to market, and it's always the first thing that we skip. Yeah. I've, I think I've mentioned before, I'm on a bit of a, a an automation kick. I'm thinking about mm. automating p- at least part of it. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. I've automated a bunch of other stuff on the website. So like release notes, yeah, all <laughs> automated. Nice. <laughs> so do you feel like there's any room for improvements um, in in the stuff that you do with the press um, currently? Do you feel like you could improve in ways that would also improve your business have you been listening at all yes i think it's the obvious answer (laughs) all the things we said we weren't doing at the moment (laughs) yes okay well let me let me rephrase that then what's one thing what's one what is the one thing just one like just the one just one thing what is one thing that you feel like you could do that would uh make for a huge improvement in your relationship with the press (laughs) one thing i've been thinking about is that I probably should use some type of, not necessarily CRM, but like PRRM <laughs> using, you know, your idea of automation. Like, how do I make sure that I'm keeping in touch with certain people or even like properly keeping notes on who I've been talking to and what they're interested? Just there's a mm. lot of people we talk to. It's hard to keep track of all of them as much as I like to think I could. I wish I had that problem. <laughs> but I reach out to a lot of people and I, a year or two later, I just can't remember them all. <laughs> yeah, mine, I think I would want to actually reach out to more people. I've made a few connections in the skiing and snowboarding industry, but I am surprisingly disconnected from that industry. That's just not something I have a lot of contacts in. And I think that's just because I haven't put the effort to make those contacts. It's kind of easier for me to make the contacts in our community because I hang out with a lot of people here. (laughs) Mm. But the snowboarding community is something that 
I'm not in that industry. So I think that would go a long way if I could get, you know, connections with people who actually make snowboards or run resorts or stuff like that. Those I think would benefit me a lot. And that would be the one thing I could probably do a lot better. If you were to hire somebody, Curtis, would that be the kind of area that you would go into? Like hire somebody that has connections to that sort of industry? Yeah, maybe. Uh, The hard thing I have is I don't know what the return on investment is. And marketing is kind of scary in that way. It's like hiring a PR person. Like you could yeah. be dumping Cautionary a bunch of tale. money in and it, <laughs> it it might go really well or they might not be able to do anything for you. Um, so that's why I've been gun shy there. But yeah, like my first hire, I assume it's not going to be another programmer. Like it's going to be somebody who can help with probably marketing type stuff or a bunch of my data management stuff that takes a lot of time. But the, <laughs> I, I digress. You know, marketing is probably where I can get the biggest return on spending money in slopes right now. Yeah. So yeah, it would definitely be that direction. Well, one of the things that I've been trying to do, I'm always trying to do a lot of things, as it turns out. <laughs> but one of the things that I've been trying to do is to be a bit more proactive in making sure that I know I have things for the press. I watched a talk a while ago by Marco Arment. He spoke at I think it was NSConf. Off the top of my head, there's a video. I'll find it. I'll link it in the show notes. Um, it was about marketing. And the main kind of thing about that uh, about that talk was that he tries to come up with the stuff that he wants to market very early on, like before he's even built anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've definitely been trying to do a lot of that. So integrating my press stuff and integrating my you know the the stuff that I have for the press or whatever early on. So you know when I coming up when I'm planning my year. I plan the stuff that I'm going to be telling telling the press about if I'm telling them at all mm. and when that's going to be and kind of pace it out and try, try and follow the the kind of the how the year is going to go so you know I don't plan a lot until after dub dub <laughs> yeah you know for you know for the latter half of the year in any case um but at least probably in the first you know 6 months or so uh, of of each year so I can go okay well I know that I'm going to have this and I'm going to be doing this and hopefully you know hopefully that'll all kind of match up somewhat that sounds like it would help you kind of also think through your roadmap because you're kind of putting the narrative over it or potential yeah. narrative <laughs> or your hopeful narrative <laughs> well you know they say that part of like marketing an app is to have a story behind it right like mm-hmm. the most yeah. most of the successful ones have a story gift wrapped doesn't really have a story so to speak um but at least i can the the very least i can do is kind of aim for various you know the things that i know the things that i know matter and when it comes down to it like having relationships with people in the press and knowing what people in the press or at least you know the tech press i guess are like and what they kind of enjoy and what they're what kind of gets their motor running i kind of know what i've got to aim for yeah to, to kind of get the best out of out of any sort of release that I like major release that I do because it's not like it's not like that I'm going to re- I'm not going to be reaching out to anybody on a minor release it's just not going to happen like you know oh I shipped I shipped bug fixes <laughs> right about yeah. that breaking <laughs> so it, it's the it's the major stuff like it's the big new features and stuff like that so like and that sort of stuff I have to plan in advance like I have, I have to know that I'm going to be working towards that for a while um, beforehand so I can kind of if I know what I'm working towards and if the things that I choose kind of hit certain buttons I know that I'm going to get the best out of that you know press wise it's not the only thing that goes into my decisions but it's definitely a like it definitely plays a part yeah it's smart yeah 
Well, that's where I, I was kind of stupid. Like this, this big release had a big shiny new feature that just screams advertising and marketing. But I did so little work on marketing this cycle. Part of it's because it's early season. You know, most resorts still aren't open, so I don't get a big bang for my buck press-wise right now. Part of it is just, you know, thinking a lot of people aren't going to write about it because it's the truth. But that whole, like, essentially Google Earth clone, like, that's the perfect screenshotable, amazing-looking thing. And I, I had it kind of like you, like, in my head ahead of time. I planned it like, okay, this is the big feature for this release. This is the marketable thing. And then I didn't really email anybody because I fail. Do you have... Like, so I, I remember you mentioning earlier, like you had somebody reach out to you and ask you about the release that you have coming up, like this season. Yeah. Do you have anybody like that on your, like your beta list or anything like that? Like, do, they, do you send out pre, like early releases to people so that they can see what's coming up? I do. Uh, they are more just general skiers and snowboarders. Nobody really big in the industry or anything like that, which would be another smart marketing idea. But yeah. you know, <laughs> this episode is all about my failures. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I only ask because I, I have... Well, let me guess. You of... have the illustrious Casey List know, right? on your beta. <laughs> yes, I have, I have him. But I, I also have like a bunch of people, um, a bunch of the guys from Mac Stories on the beta mm-hmm. list. And, you know, I think some other people, like there are definitely people in the industry that like in our kind of community um, that I keep on like... I keep on a very special list to make sure that they yeah. get sort of, you know, the, the prime cut builds. <laughs> yeah, they get the, pri- the, the 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 good ones, you know, the, the, and they get stuff. Um, if I'm like working on big new features, like I'm currently working on, you know, I've, and I've been working on for a while, a big kind of 2.0 release of GIF wrapped. They're the ones that are going to get it first, like right. before any of my other beta testers. Not because like they're gonna like they're gonna be able to send me information about like how things are going. But because I want them to be able to see, like, this is going to be amazing and different. Right. And this is the big thing that you've you want to get in their head waiting. early. Yeah. yeah. You've been waiting for me to ship something like this. And, you know, here it is. Yeah. You get it first. You know, typically when you do a release, it would make sense to hand out or when you give out the so they get to write it, like um, be ready to write about it. But it's kind of like giving it to them months before. So you're not necessarily waiting for them to write about it they just have access to it and then yeah. like what when they do decide to write about it, it's actually motivated by their own interest in it versus like you approaching yeah, they've been them using it and loving it. yeah instead of you approaching yeah. them and be like write about it and i'm giving you exactly private access <laughs> that's where i need more people in my industry to use slopes because the problem is renee doesn't snowboard gruber <laughs> doesn't snowboard Mac stories, none of those guys snowboard. Like it, it's just not something that, you know, the press is, the problem is they're never going to use my app. Like, and that's fine, but that's just, it's not a niche that they participate in. Um, so yeah, I, I, that's where I really need people in my industry to be on that illustrious beta list because that is very powerful. I and Jelly are being very smart with that. That's, that's the way to do it. And you at least have an app that the tech press wants to use. Everybody wants to yeah. use GIFs. So, you know, it's, <laughs> it, it, but like they actually want to use it. So it's it, it's very smart. I just I don't have the right people there yet. Yeah, I th- I think one of the things like, I mean, I don't do a lot of things right. I do a lot of things very very wrong. But uh, I th- I think thanks having... for tuning in, audience. <laughs> <laughs> but, but one of the things that I have managed to you know get slightly correct is like is making sure that that I try and get people on side with the app by like you know being in touch with the press and stuff beforehand. I, I think it makes a huge difference. 
Yeah. You know, um, I don't necessarily get written about all the time and not all my releases get written about and it doesn't always kind of pay off. But I've seen several times, uh, you know, at, at least a couple of times where like an article will get written and then another article kind of comes out of that and some, and one of those articles will be like completely just cloned on other websites yeah. uh, and all over Twitter and just the weirdest, it's, that sort of stuff is the weirdest stuff, but it is helpful. Like it's great because it means that my kind of sales go up and it's, it's a great, um, it's a great benefit. So aside from the fact that I don't necessarily do a lot with the press, I find that the stuff that I do do is very useful. Sounds like you work smart and not work hard. So that's probably. I always try to work smart. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. It's not always the smartest, but if you, I try. No. <laughs> but for the amount of effort, like I feel like you've got it right and. That's something we should do. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I, I'm doing, I'm going through the right motions, but I don't quite have my groove yet. And mm. again, I think a lot of that is talking to the right people and me just being introverted and not wanting to reach out to that industry. You you definitely seem like you have a better control <laughs> of marketing to the press than I do. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Jelly was right. <laughs> yep. Well, I guess we have a lot of uh, a lot of things to kind of go away and do. I've definitely got to go away and actually put into motion my stuff, uh, my <laughs> my press kit. Alice, you need to improve yours, your press kit to have it so that you can save things directly and stuff. I guess. <laughs> oh, it's so hard. It, Life is it's hard. actually like the simplest thing to do. You, I just don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah, I I've, I have those situations. Welcome all to have my code. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I guess we better we better wrap up so that we can go and do those things. If you'd like to read our show notes, all of one show note, I think, or if you want to get in touch, you can go through our website, and that is independence.fm. If you want to get in touch with us and, e- and email is your thing, it's your jam, you can toss one of those in our general direction via hello at independence.fm. And if you'd like to talk to us individually, you can do that as well, because sometimes you just don't want me to hear things that you're saying to Curtis, I guess. You would not believe how many people write in to tell me that I say GIF the right way. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. It's like in the thousands. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, 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 all of the one. The one person. <laughs> and it's Thanks, Kira. I, was to say, I appreciate Kira. that email. <laughs> I knew it. Well, if you want to do that... You can find us all on Twitter. I am Jelly Bean Soup. I'm Eat a Duck I Must. And I am Parrots, the plural of the bird. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and we will see you again in two more weeks. Bye.